A story moment with Hansa and Dash in the city of the big castle. Get more episodes at storymoment.com. Season 1, Episode 20, The Big Decision. There is a tower just off of Old Town Square in the city of the big castle. On every side is a clock face, but the western side is the largest. And though it can't be seen from the ground, if you look carefully above the eleventh hour, there is a little window. This is Hansa's window. Hansa is a very brave field mouse. Though he is not from the city of the big castle like his best friend Dash, he has made his home in the village of the tower mice. His curtains are open today. There must be adventure. Dash opened her eyes and frowned. She sat up in her bed, stretched her arms out to the sides and then towards the ceiling of her room. Instead of quickly getting ready for the day, as she normally did, she pulled her pillow, made from a cotton ball wrapped in cloth, up behind her back and leaned against the wall. She closed her eyes and thought again about her dream. Come on, Dash, said Hansa. You've climbed trees bigger than this in the city. Just grab hold of that little branch and follow my path. Dash peered up the tall oak tree. Hans is right, she thought. I should be able to get up this tree no problem. Why can't I get up there with him? Hansa called down from the much higher branch where he sat. Check your backpack. It's too heavy. You have to let some things go. Otherwise, you'll never be able to follow me. Dash thought for a moment and then, crouching down on the lower branch with her back up against the tree trunk, she slung her pack off of her back. She opened it up and pulled out a small statue. It was of the old clock tower, an exact replica. Though it was small, it was very, very heavy. Drop it, Dash. Just let it go. Dash held the little statue of the tower over the edge of the branch and let it slip through her fingers. Slowly, as though it was falling through water, not air, the little statue floated to the ground. Dash replaced her pack and began to climb again. The pack was lighter. She grabbed hold of the next branch with both of her hands and then walked her feet up the trunk of the tree until she could wrap her legs around the branch. Way to go, encouraged Hansa, who was now hanging upside down from his legs on the branch above. Go for the next one. Dash reached up to grab the next branch. There were only a few more between her and Hansa. But as she stretched towards it, her pack weighed her down. Once again, she sat down and pulled an object from her pack. It was another statue, heavier than the first. It was of the big castle on the hill. 
She pulled it close to her eyes and could just make out the palace pigeons sitting on the pearly gates. You can do it, shouted Hansa. Again, she held the little statue over the edge and dropped it. It floated to the ground as before. Dash stood up and, like it was nothing at all, climbed to the next branch. Only one more, Dash. You're almost here, said Hansa. Just let me catch my breath, Hansa, replied Dash. She sat down and looked out. There were trees as far as she could see. Far off in the distance was a mountain, taller than she'd ever seen before. And just below the tree she sat on was a little cottage. Smoke wafted upwards from the tiny chimney. Next to the cottage flowed a simple stream. Just one more branch, Dash said to herself. She stood up and reached for the branch Hans was on. It was just beyond her grasp. Hold on, said Hansa. He then laid on his stomach, wrapped his legs and his tail around the branch, and reached down towards Dash. Dash reached up. She could almost touch his fingertips. It's my pack, Dash said. It's still too heavy. You're going to have to let something else go. Don't worry, it'll all be there when we get back. Dash sat back down as she had before. She unslung her pack and set it between her legs. There was only one object left. It was the smallest, but it was also the heaviest. She used both hands to pull it out and stare at it. It was a drawing she made as a little girl. Let it go, reminded Hansa. I can't, said Dash. She stared at the drawing. It was of her, her mother and father, and her brother Martin. Carefully, she placed the drawing back into her pack. I'm sorry, Hansa, I just can't follow you, she said as she began to climb down the big oak tree. Dash! Breakfast is ready! Dash heard her brother Martin yell. She opened her eyes. She was sitting on her bed with her pillow behind her back. She'd fallen back to sleep and dreamed the same dream as before. At breakfast, Mrs. Shorttail noticed that something was wrong with Dash. Is everything okay, sweetheart? Miss Shorttail asked. I'm fine, snapped Dash. She never once talked to her mother that way. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean it. Mom, I'm fine. May I be excused? Are you going to help Hansa pack? asked her father. He leaves on the morning train. No, I'm just going to go for a walk, if that's all right. That's fine, dear, replied her mother. When Dash shut the front door of her house, she instinctively began walking towards Hans's home. It wasn't until she was just about to knock on his door that she realized what she was doing. She pulled her hand down, stuck it in her pocket, and walked away. Except for a few mice in the marketplace buying slivers of vegetables for breakfast from Mr. Green, Tower Village was quiet. Dash found the ladder that led up to the bell and climbed to the top. Flicker? she called out. What, what? Who's that? 
responded Flicker, who was hanging upside down on his perch like a bat with his eyes squeezed shut. It's me, Dash. Oh, good morning, Dash. I just had the most amazing dream, replied the pigeon. Really? I had a crazy dream last night, too. Did you dream that you were a bat flying through the jungle? Dash laughed. No, I didn't. Well, then, I can't really relate, said Flicker as he swung himself upright on his perch. What brings you to my humble home this very early morning? Oh, it's nothing, replied Dash. Nothing? You woke me up for nothing? I was just getting the hang of having little hands on my wings as I flew through the night. I could see, too, like it was daytime. It was fantastic, and you took it from me. You took away my dream for nothing. Dash let her head drop, shrugged her shoulders, and turned to leave. Flicker quickly fluttered over her head and blocked the door. No, don't leave. I was just messing around. I'm not really upset. You know me. Don't leave. Dash sat down and explained her dream to Flicker. The pigeon didn't make any more jokes, but listened carefully instead. Well, that's not surprising, responded Flicker. What do you mean? asked Dash. It's not surprising that you'd have a dream like that, and why you're so upset now. Dash scrunched up her eyebrows and stared at Flicker. You know why I had that dream? she asked. Flicker puffed up his chest, tucked his wings close to his body, and stuck his tail feathers straight back. Of course I do. In fact, I'm an expert dream interpreter. For example, I dreamed I was a bat flying in the jungle. Do you know what that means? No, replied Dash. Oh, grass clippings. I only interpret other people's dreams. I have no idea why I keep dreaming about being a bat. Maybe it's about my mother. She could see in the dark, you know. Dash shook her head. Yes, but what about my dream? Can you tell me what it means? Of course I can. It means you're sad. Dash was surprised. She was expecting something silly. She always expected something silly to come from Flicker, but not this. What do you mean, you're sad? I'm not sad, said Flicker. I'm fantastic. You're the one who's sad about Hansa leaving. Dash stood up. No, you're wrong. I'm not sad about him leaving. I'm angry. And with that, she stormed out of Flicker's coop in the bell tower. As she returned to the passageway, she couldn't decide where to go next. She didn't want to go home, and she didn't want to see Hansa. That left outside. Only, she realized that she almost never went outside without Hansa anymore. Since he moved to the city of the big castle, they had become inseparable. I can go out by myself, Dash said out loud to herself. I did it before he moved here, and I'll be fine when he leaves. Dash found the big rope leading down to the ground floor. She burst through the double doors out onto the cobblestones of Old Town Square. As usual, there were thousands of people stopping and staring at the clock above, watching as the wooden statues danced at the changing of the hour. Dash scurried along the wall of the tower. 
As she neared the corner of the tower, a group of people stepped closer to the wall and blocked her in. Ah! Dash yelled out, though the people standing around would not have heard it. She turned around and headed in the opposite direction. Just as she was about to walk past the tiny double doors leading into the tower, the door opened up and Dash walked straight into it. Ouch! She yelled out as the door hit her in her nose and she fell back onto the ground. Oh no! yelled a voice. Dash couldn't see who it was. Her eyes were all blurry with tears. Dash, Dash, are you all right? It was Hansa. He knelt down beside her. Dash wiped the tears from her eyes so that she could see better. I'm fine, I'm fine, she said. She tried to stand, but lost her balance. Her head was still spinning. Hansa reached out his hand to help her up. She looked at it, ignored it, and then forced herself up off the ground. I don't need your help, Hansa. I'm fine without you. Hansa didn't know how to respond to that. He took a step back. Um, are you going to come to the train station in the morning to see me off? He asked. Dash shrugged her shoulders. I might. I haven't decided yet. I thought I might see if Nellie wanted to do some scavenging with me. Oh, Nellie is coming to the train station. She told me last night when I told her I was going back to the country for a while. Dash frowned. Well, maybe Mrs. Brownfur will need help with her kids in the morning. Hansa nodded. He understood that Dash didn't want to come. He didn't want to tell her that Mr. and Mrs. Brownfur and their three children were coming to the station also. Oh, okay, no problem, he said. Hansa took that as his cue to leave. He said goodbye to Dash and then headed back up to his home to pack up the last of his things. Not knowing what to do or where to go, Dash went home and sprawled out on her bed with her face in her pillow. She laid there for what seemed like hours, though she didn't fall asleep. Dash, called out Mrs. Shorttail from outside of Dash's bedroom door. May I come in? Dash invited her in and sat up to make room on her bed. Mrs. Shorttail sat down next to her daughter. Sweetheart, it isn't hard to figure out that you're upset about Hans leaving. Dash pretended that she didn't care. Why would I be upset? He's only been here a year. He can leave, no problem. Mrs. Shorttail placed her hand on her daughter's shoulder. He's your best friend. It's okay to be sad. I'm sad. So is your father. Dash looked at her mother. Really? Why are you sad? She asked. Because your best friend is leaving. He'll probably be back. Maybe next year after the winter, said Mrs. Shorttail. Yes, but maybe he won't. Maybe he'll remember how wonderful the country is and how much he missed his grandfather. Maybe he'll forget about us, about me. Mrs. Shorttail pulled her daughter in close for a hug. Oh, sweetheart, you may be right. And Hansa may choose not to return to the city of the big castle. His grandfather chose to stay in the country after he married Mr. Whittle's sister. But that doesn't mean he'll forget you. Hansa will never forget you.
But even if he remembers me, what good is that? asked Ash. Mrs. Shorttail shook her head a little. What do you mean? she asked. If Hans is in the country, and I'm here, then it doesn't matter if he remembers me. We're not in the same place anymore. Mrs. Shorttail kissed her daughter on the forehead, gave her another quick squeeze hug, and stood up to leave. Well, perhaps you figured out what the problem is then. Dash laid back on her bed again and stared up at the ceiling. Throughout the year, she had drawn little pictures of her adventures with Hansa and pinned them to her walls and her ceiling. She looked at each one and thought about the past year. She closed her eyes and thought about her dream. The day grew later and later until the light no longer shone through her window. She got up and found the candle she lit at night to read by. As the flame caught the wick of the candle, her room burst with light. And in that very instant, Dash realized what she had to do. She burst out of her bedroom and ran down the hall towards the front door. Mom, I'll be back in a little bit, she yelled out. She didn't wait for a response. She dashed towards Hans's home and quickly beat her hand on his door. He didn't come. Hansa, she yelled out repeatedly. Dash, came a voice from behind her. It was Miss Maggie. Miss Maggie, have you seen Hansa? asked Dash. Yes, dear. Hansa left already. Dash's arms dropped to her side. What? Did he leave? I thought he was leaving on the train tomorrow morning. Oh, sorry. I mean, he left to see his uncle, Mr. Whittle. Do you want me to tell him you're looking for him? No, I need to see him now, yelled Dash, running away from Miss Maggie. Dash bolted towards Mr. Whittle's home, where she banged on his door as well. Hans is not here, Daria Rose. He went to see Mr. Green. Dash went from mouse home to mouse home, following Hansa's trail, until there was no other mice for Hansa to see. Still, she couldn't find him. She went back to his house, but when he didn't respond to her knocking, she left. Dash's shoulders hung low to the ground. She felt worse than she had that morning. As she opened her front door, she heard laughing coming from the kitchen. There, sitting at the table, was Hansa, drinking a cup of tea with her parents and Martin. Dash, there you are, said Mr. Shorttail. Hansa just came by to say goodbye. He wasn't sure if you'd be at the train station tomorrow, which I told him was nonsense. You wouldn't miss it for the world. Dash nodded her head. You're right, Dad. I can't miss the train tomorrow. I'm going to be on it. Mr. Shorttail's jaw dropped open. Martin's eyes grew large. Mrs. Shorttail smiled thinly. And Hansa scrunched up his eyebrows in confusion. Where are you going, Dash? mumbled Hansa. Well, if you'd let me come, I'd like to meet your grandfather. I want to come to the country with you. The biggest smile Hansa had ever smiled spread across his face. He burst from his seat and gave Dash a huge hug, lifting her off the ground. Of course you can come. This is brilliant, 
he said, and then put her down. Mom? Dad? May I go? asked Dash. Mr. Shorttail stood up. Hansa came to the city of the big castle a year ago, all on his own. Now that was a quick journey, just down the river. But to get back is upriver, so he'll have to walk. It'll take a whole season to get there. Daria Rose, you're not a little mouse anymore. That decision is not up to us. Really? confirmed Dash. Mr. Shorttail nodded his head. Then I'm going, yelled out Dash. Mr. Shorttail raised his teacup into the air, and the other mice followed him. He yelled out, To the country! Remember, with each episode, you did both the audio and the ebook. Put them on all your devices and choose your next series at storymoment.com. We hope you enjoyed Hans and Dash in the City of the Big Castle, copyright 2016.